MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Hour number three of the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado, and we've made our way into the afternoon schedule of games here, James. Let's kick it off with the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Cleveland Browns. And, uh, of course, it came out really on Friday, I believe, is when it hit the wire that COVID has hit the Arizona Cardinals. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury is out of this game, along with a few assistant coaches. So is defensive lineman Chandler Jones. Now we're hearing injury reports, possibly for DeAndre Hopkins, the wide receiver. That is not COVID-related. The Cardinals are, of course, the only remaining undefeated uh, team in the league at 5-0, and and they will put that record to the test in Cleveland against the 3-2 and Browns. I made this number three and a half in favor of uh, Cleveland, James. It opened up minus two and a half, went up to three about midweek, and now three and a half really, I believe, probably amidst the COVID news that has come out. The Browns will be without their star running back, Nick Chubb. And also worth noting, big wins in the area of Cleveland. 20 to 30 mile an hour wins expected. And we've seen the betters respond. This total opened up at 53 and a half. Now all the way down to 48 and a half. Interesting game here, James, for a lot of different reasons. What do you think? So many different reasons. We know this in the Circa Millions contest. The Cleveland Browns are the top 
play in the contest. Well, I don't have a play on this game, and I probably won't have a play on this game. You mentioned all the, the COVID issues going on with Arizona now going on the road and some of the injuries, key injuries too. Talked about Chandler Jones on the defensive side. Don't forget Rodney Hudson, the center, came over from the Raiders free agency this year, really gave some stability to that offensive line for the Arizona Cardinals. He's on the injury reserve list. He's out with rib injury, so he's not going to be up there be there up front either for the Arizona Cardinals. So some key, a lot of things going around and swirling around in that locker room beyond COVID. So tough situation for the Cardinals to have to go into. Now you're going to go on the road. We know it's going to be windy there in Cleveland. Not going to be super, it's not going to be cold, but it will be windy. How does that impact the passing game? And you could say that for both sides. Now we know Baker Mayfield for the Browns, he's had that, he has that torn labrum in his left shoulder, not his throwing shoulder, but he has to wear this harness. Now he threw the ball with much better accuracy last week against the Chargers, but that Chargers game, man, that was a, a grueling game. It was an emotional game. I had Chargers every way upside down, so for me, a very emotional game for me. Think about those players, all the ups and downs of that, and the physicality in that game. A lot of players were lost for both teams. Chargers had a lot of injuries in that game, as did the Browns, and we can dig into some of those injuries right now for Cleveland. Now, thinking about those injuries there, we know what you mentioned, Nick Chubb, running the football. He's not going to be there for the Browns. That's the identity of that football team, pounding the football. But you want to be at full strength on that offensive line to be able to do so. They're not going to be at full strength, in particular on the edges. Both left tackle and right tackle with with Conklin. He did not practice. Jedrick Wills has been dealing with an ankle injury. He did not practice either. He didn't play last week. Their swing tackle, Chris Hubbard, he's on IR. So there, if if we don't see Conklin out there, and I don't suspect we will, they're really short at the tackle position. I don't know what they're going to have to do to mix a match. Probably have to move a guard, have to play tackle. I don't know how many players you you carry. You're going to have to jump to the practice squad. But big issues up front for them. Also, the center, J.C. Treader, he did not practice this week until Friday. Was limited in practice with a knee injury. He's probably going to gut it out. He's the captain of that offensive line, so I think he'll get it out. But he is nowhere close to full strength. Man, that's a tough go for the Cleveland Browns. You're talking about the win impacting the passing game. Cleveland wants to run the football. You don't have Nick Chubb out there. You're really beat up on the offensive line. And then Hunt on the backside, who's going to get, he's going to be the featured back. He had, he was only limited in practice on Friday. Did not practice Wednesday or Thursday with a wrist injury. Both these teams are really beat up and banged up here. Sitting there with that number, not a play I'm going to make based on not only the weather, the injuries, and the situation for both teams here. It's a stay away game for me, Brady. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think a lot of it has to do, I mean, I kind of like the Cleveland side. Here, I mentioned that I made the line three and a half, and early in the week it was two and a half. That's where it opened, and obviously, that's a very key number uh, from a betting perspective two and a half, especially if you think it should be three and a half across that key number of three. Uh, but with everything that has developed throughout the week here, the COVID and the injuries for the Cleveland Browns on that side of the ball. It's definitely a stay away for me as well, James. And, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, many times on the Pro Football Blitz. That is the strength of the Cleveland Browns being their running game. And you talk about those injuries to the offensive line. So this team is number one in rushing the football in the NFL at 5.4 yards per carry. But will that be the case without Nick Chubb? And if those uh, players on the offensive line do not make it into this contest out due to injury, we will see. And I thought that was a really big advantage for Cleveland in this game as well because Arizona very weak in defending the run at giving up 
5.4 yards per carry. So, uh, you know, everything that has transpired leading up to this game has me uh, not getting involved. And I'll tell you what, uh, right here in Las Vegas, it's been a very difficult week for the Las Vegas Raiders, James. Their organization, their fans, their players, uh, after it was announced on Monday, of course, that head coach John Gruden will be stepping down. And from a betting perspective, James, I feel like we need to, you know, handicap this game from the level of distraction that this has caused and try to get a feel for what that locker room really feels like right now for the Las Vegas Raiders. I made this number four in favor of Denver, and uh, I think it opened up at three and a half, and now we're seeing some fours, still some three and a halves out there in the market. Haven't really seen a lot of movement in this line until about Friday afternoon or so when the betters got involved and pushed this up to four on the Denver Broncos. But you just have to wonder, what is the situation with this Raiders team? Are, Are they completely distracted, and will they come out flat? Will they, you know, win one for the Gipper, win one for their former coach, and they come out inspired to win one for John Gruden? Maybe they really didn't like John Gruden, and they're thrilled that he's gone, and they come out inspired for that reason. You, you just don't really know, I don't think, the mindset of this Las Vegas Raiders team, and for that reason, I'm probably staying out of this one as well. Brady, I, for me, as a long-time sports better, 30-plus years betting on the NFL, I've bet plenty on or against teams based on what I think the pregame motive might be, what the mindset of a team is coming in, being dialed in, feeling like this team is super psyched for this game, or this is total flat spot in the schedule, their minds, they're going to be looking ahead or looking towards the bye, whatever that might be, but feeling like I have a good handle on where this team's collective psyche is. I don't have a handle on where this Raiders psyche is. I, I, I can go both ways. You could say, absolutely, it's a distraction, total distraction when you're coaching. The answer, now he's gone, especially for the reasons that he's gone for, answering questions. How does that, how divisive is that in the locker room now that he's gone? Maybe, like you said, Brady, they're glad he's gone. If that's your attitude, we don't want to be around that. And, and so maybe they're fired up for that. And you don't, the, the one thing with the Raiders is all the assistant coaches, a lot of veteran coaches, on that staff. So these aren't young guys out there having to step in and, and now how do we handle preparation for the week or how do we deal with the Like, yeah, they're not always in front of a microphone dealing with press conferences, but these are veteran coaches that have been in the league for a long time. That said, though, what are the, the players got to go out and play. And now you're going to have to go on the road, come to Denver here, playing at Mile High, and a Denver team that now has been brought down to earth. You think about the first three games, very soft schedule, rolled through those first three games that the Denver Broncos and then got it handed to them the last two weeks from the AFC North. You're talking about the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now what does that look like for a Broncos team coming back? They're going to, be, they're, they're going to want to get back in that win column for sure. The motivation is there. The defense is there. For me, the concern is the offense, regardless who's quarterback back there. And I know Teddy Bridgewater started off the season very well, but this offense is last in the league. I'm one that likes to see how did, can teams advance the ball and move move the chains. And on third down, what is their percentage? And for Denver, they are last in the league at moving the football on third down. Their conversion rate is below 30%. They're sitting at 28.6%. Nobody else is even below 30 So Denver is terrible at sustaining drives and moving the sticks. 
Bucks. I just think this is going to be – I think it's an in-game bet. If I'm going to bet this at all, Brady, it's got to be in-game, partially because thinking about where the Raiders are, do they come out as a distraction? Again, it clearly looked like a distraction now in hindsight, thinking about their performance last week against the Chicago Bears. Not great effort, not great focus, bad penalties, you name it, bad execution. A lot of that comes down to preparation and concentration. That was obviously shook up last week at, Last week with the news with Gruden. I don't know where this Raiders team is, Brady. So the fact that I, I can't get a handle on their collective team psyche right now, if I'm going to get involved, I haven't got involved, and I won't get involved before the game kicks, it's only going to be in an in a in-game situation. You mentioned those veteran uh, assistant coaches for the Las Vegas Raiders. Their special team coach will take over the interim position there, replacing John Gruden. But guys like Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator, Tom uh, Tom Cable, the offensive line coach. Uh, it is believed that offensive coordinator Greg Olson will call the plays offensively for Las Vegas on Sunday. And this is pretty interesting, James. Look at some of these numbers over the course of Greg Olson's career. When he was the offensive coordinator with the Detroit Lions, 2004-2005, and 11-21 straight up when he was calling the plays. When he was calling the plays in 2006-2007 for the St. Louis Rams, 11-21 and straight up. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2009-2011, again, offensive coordinator calling the plays, 17 and 31 straight up offensive coordinator for the Oakland Raiders back in 2013 and th- uh, 2014 7 and 25 straight up Jacksonville calling the plays for the Jaguars as their offensive coordinator in 2015 and 16 8 and 24 if he is calling the plays for the Las Vegas Raiders this Sunday in in Denver You've got a guy there that is 54 and 122 straight up when he is given the duty of calling the plays as offensive coordinator. 77, 94, and 5 against the spread when Greg Olson calls the plays for his teams. That's 45%. We'll see how it goes for the Las Vegas Raiders on offense. I'm with you. I'm not touching the game. We'll be back with more in just a moment. It's the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Get ready for all the action this NBA season with the VSN Basketball Betting Experts. Get your copy of the VSN Pro Basketball Betting Guide right now with strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy, advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. The digital guide is a must-have. So give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now. It's only $9.99 and it's available at vcin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz and just a few more games to get to. And uh, this is a big one. Sunday afternoon in Foxborough. And I tell you, James, the stock could probably not be much higher on the Dallas Cowboys right now. They are 4-1 and one straight up, 5-0 and oh against the spread. And I tell you, I don't know if the stock could be a whole lot lower on the New England Patriots. They come into this contest uh, after you know a real struggle with the Houston Texans last week on the road. Did not cover that game. They were uh, behind at halftime, end up winning by just three points. Once again, this offense was forced into having to kick a lot of field goals. But they are back home this week to face the big boys from Big D and I actually made this line seven in favor of Dallas, and it opened up four. I, I was, again, surprised by this one. I don't know if I'm off or or if Dallas is going to go in there and route this team, uh, but we have seen a lot of people come in on New England this week, and it's kind of interesting 
the consensus top five picks here at the Circa Millions, the Dallas Cowboys at minus three and a half, one of the most popular picks. But I have seen a lot of people uh, in our industry, James, sharps uh, every which way, liking the New England Patriots in this spot, catching the points. I think it's a stay away for me. How about you? I'm right there. I'm I'm staying away too, Brady. Just thinking about thinking about the Patriots on. Uh, let's just start offensively. You mentioned it struggles off settling for a lot of field goals. You know the offensive line was banged up last week going into that game against the Texans. Only one starter from the season, David Andrews, at the center position was on the field for the New England Patriots. So the offensive line is still banged up going into this matchup against the Cowboys, and they, like you said, they've kicked a lot of field goals. They've only scored eight touchdowns through the first five games of the season and thinking about without Tom Brady since Tom Brady left last year the 11 home games that the Patriots have had since Brady went to Tampa Bay they've eclipsed the uh, they've only had they've scored 21 points or more just three times wow so this is a team this isn't something new this is something that how much was Brady? How important was Brady to that team? Obviously, we know the answer to that. It's a rhetorical question, and we know the impact that he had on that team for two decades, winning Super Bowls and really being the leader of that team, not only in the locker room, but banking plays offensively. Now you don't have them. This team just can't score, and what their struggles were last year is carried over to this year. Now, thinking about where that is offensively, now the opposite side here with the Dallas Cowboys I mean, this team is lighting it up, but it's not all just Dak Prescott having to throw the football like it was early in the season last year. They're running the football. I know that first week of the season on opening night, Thursday night in Tampa was an absolute shootout. They hardly ran the football. A lot of questions. What's going on with Dallas? Is their identity gone? Is it all going to be putting up, putting the ball in Dak Prescott's hand to have to throw the ball 50-plus times a game? Well, they got the message. I don't know if they needed anybody to have to tell them that, but they clearly know that they can't have to go out there and throw the ball 58 times a game, uh, attempts throwing the football like they did in that matchup against Tampa. Since then, Dak has averaged just 26 pass attempts in the next four games, and they've been running the football. They've averaged 200 yards on the ground rushing on 36 attempts, so more rushing than passing. We talk about balance. Is it necessary in this day and age of, of, of you know, basically seven-on-seven seven, sling the football around based on how the rules are set up for, for the offense against the defense? But here, Dallas running the football, knowing they take some pressure off Dak, and establish a ground game. I think right now Kellen Moore is dialed in with how this offense is is performing right now. Now, granted, not all those teams, not a lot of great defenses faced over the last few weeks for the Dallas Cowboys. What are they going to see against the Patriots? Uh, we know to- we know Belichick likes to run a lot of different coverages. He likes to mix up, bring pressure. Likes to mix up a lot of man. Uh, but you know who's number one in in throwing the football against man defense right now? It is Dak Prescott against man coverage. He's first in the league, a yards per attempt at 9.9, and his QBR is sitting at 88.8 against man coverage. So man zone, I don't know. Does, does New England have the answers for a full 60 minutes? Can Belichick pull another one out of his hat the way that they did against Tampa Bay and really limited Brady in that great Sunday night football game a few weeks back? I'm just not really sure. I'm not really sure what to make of the Patriots defensively, but right now, offensively, 
it's a struggle, and I think Dallas, if I was going to play this side, I haven't done it, Brady, I'd be leaning towards Dallas and laying the points on the road. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just don't really understand all the love for New England here. Bill's going to have to make a call upstairs and see if he can get it to rain again. Maybe that'll slow down the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. But I think the situation uh, favors New England. But, I, you know, the talent disparity and the way these two teams are playing right now, um, I certainly don't want to take the points with the Patriots. Here's an interesting little trend from our friend Mark Lawrence, non-division road favorites of three points or more who are coming off three straight home games are 1-14 and 14 against the spread since 1980. And, of course, that's what the Dallas Cowboys are. They're a favorite of three or more points. They've played three home games in a row. They're going to go out on the road into a hostile environment in New England. But, uh, you know, I have a couple of sets of numbers that I look at, James, and one of them came out New England and the other one came out Dallas. I told you I am I made the line seven on my original guess is what this spread would be. So there, there's too many things going on here. Uh, I'm with you. I definitely lean towards the Cowboys, but I am not involved in this game. The Seattle Seahawks will be without their star quarterback, Russell Wilson, until probably early December. Of course, he injured his finger on Thursday night in their loss to the Rams last week. And in steps Geno Smith in relief. And I tell you what, he wasn't too bad in replacing Wilson in the second half of that ball game with the Rams. Uh, he did throw a late interception, and that'll show up on the stat sheet, but uh, really wasn't his fault. The receiver fell down there, and that pretty much wrapped up the game for the Los Angeles Rams. They are on the road to face the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, who are coming off of a much-needed win over the Denver Broncos. This will be prime time under the Sunday night lights, and I made this number three in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was surprised to see it come out as high as five. And that's really where it's been all week long, James. Haven't seen a whole lot of movement here in this number yet. A battle of two and three teams, both in last place in their respective divisions. Will you be getting involved in this one? And if so, how so? The only way I've gotten involved so far is these. this is my survivor pick. This is what I'm rolling forward with the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is more so not a, it's not a bet on Big Ben. This is more so a bet against the Seattle Seahawks in this spot. You mentioned Geno Smith, and yeah, he looked pretty good coming off the bench in relief of, of Russell Wilson when he hurt, his, he hurt his finger in that Thursday night game against the Rams. But that Rams secondary is not the same as what we've seen over the last couple years with that defense. You know, there's a lot of money paid out to both Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and on the other side of that offensive football team, too, uh, you had to make some cuts. And they did. They went young in the secondary. Both John Johnson and Troy Hill are now in Cleveland. A couple of veteran safety and nickel corner that used to be their solid playmakers for that Rams secondary. Well, they're not there now. So I'll tell you, I'll be a little skeptical. I know Geno Smith looked fine, but you know, prior to that, he's only thrown nine passes over the last three seasons. So aside from that game and when he stepped in relief, he hasn't been on the field very much. Now you're going to go on the field and you're going to go to Pittsburgh. You're going to play on Sunday night football in front of that, in front of, uh, in the talk about that environment. We know that's going to be a fired up environment there. We know that Steelers defense is going to get after you, Geno Smith. They are coming and you do not have the, you don't have your will be there as far as Chris Carson being able to run the football. So big loss there, not having Carson to have some kind of balance to take the pressure off of Geno Smith. I just think it's a tall order for the Seattle Seahawks to go in there and match up with that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Now, the offensive side is the struggle for me with Pittsburgh. We know Big Ben has struggled all season long. Maybe this is the elixir 
That Seattle defense is not a good defense <laughs> either. Their last four, I mean, think about it. Their last four games, they've given up at least 450 yards defensively have the Seattle Seahawks. So maybe that's what Big Ben needs to, to get him right. Not that he's going to get right. He's just getting older and uh, closer to washed up. But he is a veteran player, and he understands defenses. And I think Seattle is going to have to, again, continue to have to keep their safeties back. They're just not a good defense, giving up way too many, yard, way too many yards. I just don't like the spot for Seattle here with Geno Smith. I have no interest in betting the Seattle on this side, but I don't want to lay the points with Pittsburgh in this spot because I don't trust the offense for Big Ben and that offensive line. Juju Smith-Schuster is now gone for the Pittsburgh Steelers as far as a playmaker down the field is concerned. Ugly game from a scoring standpoint. Maybe I'd get involved with the total here and looking potentially at the under, but right now I'm vested in the survivor play, so I'm just going to be rooting for the Steelers to win, and I'll cancel out and not play any other side or total in this matchup. When I crunch a lot of the numbers in this game, I actually come out with Seattle as a favorite, but of course those numbers are heavily influenced. The bulk of those numbers are with Russell Wilson at quarterback, but I do think there is a chance that you possibly get a little bit of the fallen hero theory here, James. This team rallies the troops around Geno Smith. They know in that locker room it's next man up because their hero just went to the sidelines with a broken finger last week. They have had extra time to prepare because they played last Thursday. I think you may get an inspired effort here out of the Seahawks. Now, the following week, we'll see. But I think they could be on one this week. I don't know if they're going to win outright. I hope they don't for your survivor's sake. But I would uh, be betting Seattle to stay within the five. I did tease them up. We'll come back with more on that as well as the Monday Nighter right here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vcin.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, and we've made our way to the Monday Nighter. This Monday night will be the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. But, James, I want to go back real quick. You and I finished up the last segment talking about the Seattle Seahawks Sunday night, the Sunday Nighter, in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. And I mentioned there that I uh, kind of think there might be an inspired effort in the Seattle Seahawks, maybe not next week when reality sets in and they realize they don't have the guy that wears the Superman cape and Russell Wilson. But this week, maybe they're able to, maybe they're able to rally the troops with a little extra time to prepare. And I wasn't completely confident in taking the five, but did tease it up through the key numbers of seven and 10 all the way to 11. So one leg of a six-point teaser. So I've got Seattle catching 11. You and I in a similar situation. Uh, last week, you had uh, KC on the money line. I had the Bills tease up to eight and a half. I know you've got Pittsburgh basically on the money line in Survivor. Uh, are you okay rooting for me plus 11? course my man that's symmetry there that i'm all about team players so absolutely and and plus 11 i mean 
We're talking. We we talked about the struggles for Big Ben. We know he's older. Just doesn't have the the velocity on. He doesn't have the pep in his step. Not that he had much pep in his step, but he doesn't have the doesn't have the pepper in his arm anymore. Just can't push the ball down the field with any velocity or accuracy. It's really a short passing game there, and it's a young offensive line for Pittsburgh. And yeah, they're going to go and face one of the uh, really. Uh, there's a lot of holes in that defense for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so as far as Points on the board. I think that's going to be a struggle. I think it's going to be a struggle for both teams. Pittsburgh doesn't move the football very well based on those factors that we just talked about. And then Seattle with Geno Smith out there hasn't, he, aside from last from the last week there, he's only thrown nine passes over the last three years. So not a lot of not a lot of game time out there for Geno Smith and going in a tougher environment and no Chris Carson out there. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. And so getting plus. 11 points in a low-scoring game, that's the better side. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. Your total's currently sitting at 43, and if you're catching 11, not a bad position to start with anyway. Okay, the Monday nighter, the big bad Buffalo Bills will visit the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Week 6 of the NFL will come to a close on Monday night, and the Titans come off of a dominant performance over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bills come off of a domination against the Kansas City Chiefs, getting that revenge for the AFC Championship game they did. And I really think that's a big part of the handicap this week, James. How do the Bills respond off of, the, off of that, you know, slay the dragon win, if you will, over Kansas City last week in prime time? Do they let down here against the Tennessee Titans? If you look at the numbers between these two teams, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, the Tennessee Titans, you don't think they're a very good team. I don't think they are either. If you look at the numbers here, the Bills should absolutely rout Tennessee. But the situation can be a little bit sketchy if you're back in the Bills here. I think situationally, normally I'd look at this and like, absolutely, you're coming off that huge statement win on Sunday Night Football in Arrowhead. Now you're putting yourself in position in the driver's seat, especially playing in that weak AFC East that they are, to put yourself in a position to be able to, to be the number one seed in all the AFC going into the playoffs. I know we're a long ways. I don't want to get too far ahead, but you think about their division and their schedule, pretty soft over the throughout the, the rest of the remainder of the season for the most part for the Bills. So, yeah, could this be that flat spot? Except for the fact that Bills only lost three games last year during the regular season. One was at the hands of the Tennessee Titans, and it was their worst loss of the season. Now, due to COVID and all these other mix, having to move all these schedules around, they ended up playing that game on a Tuesday night. So, for whatever that's worth as a road team, does that throw you off for them? I don't know. They just they got off to a bad start. They had three turnovers in that football game right away, did they? And then it ultimately came down to gave a lot gave a lot of short fields to the Tennessee Titans. Now they put 42 points on the board for those drives for touchdowns were drives of 16 yards, 12 yards, 18 yards and 30 yards. That's it. So a lot of very favorable situations when it came to short fields for the Tennessee Titans. I think as far as the spot is concerned, I think this was a game that the Buffalo Bills when that schedule came out, when do we play the Chiefs? There it is. Circle that. When do we play the Tennessee Titans? There it is. Sweet. The next week, circle that one, too. They're on a redemption tour here. They got it done three weeks ago against the 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 Houston Texans, who knocked them out of the playoffs two years ago. They got back against the Kansas City Chiefs, who knocked them out of going to the Super Bowl AFC Championship game last year, and then their worst performance of the season during the regular season, one of their three losses to the Tennessee Titans there's some payback here for the Buffalo Bills. So I'm not laying that number where it stands, but it was part of that alternate line, money line parlay. In a sense, it's like a teaser 
Brady, but I'm getting a much better price on my side. So I have that. I I had the I have the Green Bay Packers minus two and a quarter at a money line price to win that football game against the Bears. Paired up here with the alternate line as opposed to the money line, which was sitting at two fifty for the Bills. Alternate line is minus two fifty for the Bills plus one and a half. So you're getting a, a point and a hook there. I'll take it. That's where I'm in. I think the Bills go in, and I think they probably do cover that number. I don't want anything to do with the Tennessee Titans on either side of the football. I love the Bills in the spot. I think they come in very focused and redeem themselves from last year's poor performance. Yeah, no, Tennessee was an absolute fade team for me going into this season, and it played out perfectly in Game 1 when they were just rolled by the Arizona Cardinals. Now, they've had a couple of decent performances since then. Derrick Henry doing what Derrick Henry does once again, but for about the last year and a half with Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill included, this team had really exceeded expectations and kind of played above their head, and I thought they would definitely be due for a slip this year, and so far we've seen it. You know, they were kind of doing it with mirrors the last couple of seasons, James. We know how poor that defense was, but they were getting it done on offense, and they've had their struggles this year. I'm with you. Uh, I could only go one way with this game. I thought it would actually maybe be a consensus pick, because everybody, you, you alluded to it earlier in the program, they remember what they saw last recency bias and what they just saw on Sunday night national TV was the Bills rolling the Kansas City Chiefs so I thought this might be a consensus play not the case 894 people in the circa million are on the Buffalo Bills of course it is minus six in this contest and maybe that had some people shying away Uh, but only uh, 894 to the Bills uh, versus 734 that took the points with the Tennessee Titans you also talked about this one factor that could possibly prevent a Bills possible letdown uh, was the fact that they were hammered by Tennessee last week. 42 to 16 was the final score of that game. I don't know if you mentioned that part, but that was the most points the Buffalo Bills have surrendered in the Josh Allen era. So you know that one is sticking with them. And let's also remember, like you talked about, that game, because of all the COVID and the cancels and the postponements, it was on a Tuesday night. So it was a really wacky schedule spot for the Buffalo Bills. And also, this is one thing we did not talk about yet either in that game. Again, 42-16 to 16 in favor of Tennessee last, uh, last year, James. Tennessee was also coming off of a bye to prepare for that game. So a lot of reasons why Tennessee could have had an advantage in that game. Uh, and I think it, uh, you know, it goes into your handicap again. If you're immediately going to look for the letdown off of the Kansas City game, I think you also have to think about this game and how it went down last uh, last year. If the Bills avoid the letdown, James, I, I really think they win this game by a couple of touchdowns. I kind of do too. And that's where I obviously I, I took them just to win in that sense. But we still got we still got some time before Monday rolls around. And thinking about the injury reports right now, Buffalo is as healthy as any team out there in the NFL. Their one loss that they had last week with Matt Milano, who's the captain of that defense, and and really a, a strong safety in a linebacker position. He has had a full practice on Saturday, so limited, limited with his hamstring. He is off the injury list. There is virtually, outside of the folks on IR, there is nobody listed on the injury report going into this matchup into Tennessee. So you got a hungry team to redeem themselves from last year and their poor performance against Tennessee and a very healthy team coming in to Nashville to come and get some redemption against that Titans team that defensively, it's a mess. It's the same issues we saw from last year over to this year. No pass rush, secondary being exploited. There's a number of injuries both to the linebacker position and the secondary for the Tennessee Titans rolling into this matchup here tough spot right now as far as Tennessee. Yeah, you're at home, but 
Bills Mafia travels, and I suspect that that game will be sold out, Brady, but there's going to be a lot of Bills fans in that stadium rooting on their beloved Buffalo Bills. So I think here it's not a home field advantage by any means for the Tennessee Titans on Monday night. Yeah, who doesn't like to take a trip to Nashville this time of year, right? It's probably still good weather there in Nashville. I was there recently at the end of the summer. Great town and a good spot to watch a football game there as well. So I'm with you. There ought to be some Bills fans in the stadium as well. Uh, for home field advantage in Nashville, I think I gave the Titans about a some, somewhere in the neighborhood of a point and a half or two. I, I, I don't think it's a real strong home field advantage for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, by the way, the Buffalo Bills, they will be looking ahead to a bye week next week after the game with the Titans on Monday night. And the Tennessee Titans, here's another little factor for you, James. They could possibly be looking ahead to a revenge match of their own against the Kansas City Chiefs. That comes up in Week 7 for the Tennessee Titans. Final segment coming up. We'll go rapid fire, see what James and I like for Week 6 in the NFL when we return on the Pro Football Blitz. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... 
I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Fuel up for football with the five-hour energy football challenge. Energize your fight for first and play for free in this three-part contest series for your shot at $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash five-hour energy now to get in on the action. Five-hour energy, hours and hours of energy. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Some new promotions and contests floating around out there at DraftKings, James, and I'm sure you're aware of those being in Denver, Colorado. Final segment of the program here. I am live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. James, of course, there in the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. And let's go rapid fire over the games here. We will start with the party over in London, the second week in a row that the NFL, that the NFL is uh, across the pond. And a real dandy treating the folks there uh, in London to this one. The Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just one win between these two teams over the course of the last 10 games. Uh, Miami laying the points here, James. They are a three and a half point, or excuse me, a three point favorite. Still a couple three and a halves out there I'm seeing, but a consensus three with a total of 47. You know I like Jacksonville, and in the contest, both contests here in town, they are getting the full three and a half. I did play them catching three and a half. Your thoughts on this one, sir? My thoughts are, if I bet it, I usually watch it. I'm not going to subject myself to doing that. I think. <laughs> I, I wonder if England's even going to want us to have football back over there. Thinking about the week prior, where we're sending out the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets, and now this week we're going to send the Dolphins and the Jags. They'll be like, yeah, no good. We'll stick. <laughs> we'll stick with our own English football here. You keep that American football back to your side. This is going to be an ugly game. I don't like either of these teams. I'm staying away completely. I read something earlier this week, I think, and I don't know how long this London stuff is going on. Maybe maybe in the last 10 years at least, uh, we, maybe more, maybe 12 years that we've been doing uh, NFL over in London. I don't think there's ever been a team that's been played in a game over in London that has, a, has had a winning record. So, I mean, yeah, England uh, getting tired of the teams we're sending over there. All right, Houston and Indianapolis. I said uh, when we previewed this game, I didn't think the Colts should be favored by double digits over anybody, and you like the Texans. I do like the Texans plus the 10. That's where I went with here. It is a contest play for me as well as it is a side. It is a bet for me with the Texans plus 10. And it's this is really just thinking about the Colts side. I mean, this is not a good football team. It's We saw that we know all the issues that they had coming into the season, preseason with injuries, then COVID issues, and Carson Wentz. Now he's, Carson Wentz at least finally looks healthy. He had two sprains. He had foot surgery in August. Then he had two sprained ankles for a couple weeks. Looks healthier back there in a 
sense, but I don't know. Is that a good thing? Now he's going to start feeling himself again and start trying to force big throws and play hero ball here. And defensive coordinator Lovey Smith loves to run the cover too. Ultimately, he has to because he's got a really devoid of talent on that defensive side. And he run nobody runs cover two more so far through the first five games in the season than does Lovey Smith. But is uh, do we trust Carson Wentz to be patient and take what the defense gives him? I think as the game progresses, I don't think so. And I think this is where coming off three straight road games for the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe some weary legs and may take get off to a slow start here. I thought about taking the Texans in the first half plus the four and a half, but ultimately I'm just going to stick with the Texans plus ten. Yep, I have the Texans plus ten and a half myself. Next up, Green Bay and Chicago. Green Bay on the road laying six points. I tease Chicago up to ten and a half when this line was four and a half. Thinking about thinking about the Bears here, they are part of a money line alternate parlay that I have in this case here. It's just for them to play and just win the game. In a sense, it's like a teaser, but I'm getting a small plus price on my alt parlay as opposed to having to lay any kind of vig with a teaser. So I just think here for for the Packers, uh, and I know they've got a number of injuries, especially on the defensive side at corners. Adarius Smith, their best pass rusher, won't be available for this game again. But can the Chicago Bears take advantage of the, uh, the injuries on the Packers side that remains to be seen the last couple weeks running the football especially a couple weeks back David Montgomery now that Bill Lazor's calling the plays get back to running the football but this is a team in Chicago that's only scored eight touchdowns offensively through the first five games well five of those touchdowns were on the ground with David Montgomery and Damian Williams well both of those guys are going to be out due to injury and COVID. Who's going to score? It all falls on Justin Fields to have to put some points on the board. You know Aaron Rodgers is going to find the end zone at least a few times against the Bears defense, and that Bears defense a little nicked up. Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks nursing a couple of leg injuries. We'll see how healthy they are rolling into this performance. I'm on the Packers side, but just to win. All right, Kansas City at Washington. I have teased the Kansas City Chiefs down to just a half a point. The Washington Redskins, I almost said Redskins, the Washington football team catching six and a half points in this one. I don't think you and I have a real large investment either way in this game. No, I'm not investing in these teams because they got horrible defenses. They're 31st and 32nd when it came to the points, opponents' points scored, where ultimately are we flipping around? Who's the worst defense when it comes to allowing points? It's going to be these two teams. Washington is second. The Chiefs are first. I want to, If I'm betting on a team, I at least want to make sure I can get a stop every now and then. Brady over the course of 60 minutes. I don't trust either of these teams to be able to get a stop. They're both awful defensively. And then it comes down to Mahomes being able to make plays. I'd put my money on Mahomes to be able to at least win the football game. I don't trust Washington to be able to make enough plays offensively, but back door's always open, sitting at that number, sitting around six, six and a half. I don't want any part of it on either side because neither defense can stop anybody. The back door is always open against both of these ball clubs. No play for me. All right, Minnesota at Carolina. We've seen this line flip around throughout the week. Right now, the Minnesota Vikings currently a two and a half point favorite. I took that with the Carolina Panthers in a teaser up to eight and a half, James. Thinking about the Panthers, well, the the shine is sure off this. That's sure is dulled up on this team. You think about the first three games, a lot of talk about the Panthers getting off to a great start, maybe not playing the best of competition, and then they did that last two weeks ago against Dallas, and then just a completely putrid performance offensively in the second half. Dumped a nine-point halftime lead, I believe it was, against Philadelphia. Only put up three points in the second half against the Eagles. And Sam Darnold had flashbacks of playing for the New York Jets again because that's what he looked like in the second half. And he had three interceptions in that game, only completed 57% of his passes with a QBR of 17. 
not good numbers. Where what's then done? Are we going to see here? Honestly, I kind of lean towards the Panthers kicking the team when they're down. Everybody says they can't get it done, but I don't like this Vikings team in particular with Kirk Cousins. Uh, there's disconnect there between he and uh, and and the head coach there with with Mike Zimmer. I don't like this team with Vikings. This is a team that was very fortunate to win last week against the Detroit Lions. That was part of my survivor. I'll take the money and run from there. I'm staying away from this game. But if I was playing it, I'd be probably leaning towards the Panthers now at two and a half at home. All right, we got to pick up the pace here. The Chargers at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore has gone down to just a two and a half point favorite. Started as high as three and a half in some spots, and I know you like the Ravens. I don't have a play in this game. I do like the Ravens. There's a number of injuries on the Chargers right now. Offensively, Mike Williams did not practice all week, got a bone bruise. And a swollen knee, potential bone bruise. I don't think they play. The Chargers have a bye after this game. And not only is Mike Williams banged up, you're going to have safety Nick Adderley. He is probably going to be out. Drew Tranquil, their linebacker, third in tackles. You're talking, he's not going to be in this game. So your second and third leading tacklers are not going to be in this game. Up the middle, up the box against a team that we know runs the football. This is a team in the Chargers that doesn't stop the run. They're worse than the league at putting putting defense on the run here. And you're going to put, be putting two rookies in both of those spots. I don't like their chances here in this game. I do have the Ravens. It was sitting at 2.5 minus 115. I bought the hook down to minus 120. Ravens minus two. If it comes down to a close game, I got Justin Tucker in my pocket as opposed to Triskin Vizcaino on the <laughs> other side. Missed four extra points so far this year. Two of them last week against the Cleveland Browns. Make mine the Ravens minus two. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals favored on the road at Detroit by three and a half. I kind of like the spot for Detroit, James. I do like the spot for Detroit. They're used to having gut wrenching losses. What about the Bengals, young team? They they you know they went blow for blow against the Green Bay Packers. Tough loss. Now they come out. How do they respond after a tough loss? Especially now going on the road, non conference as a favorite as opposed to being the dog. Then you look at their schedule. Huge game on deck next week in the AFC North against the Baltimore Ravens, leading that division. This could be a this is a tough spot for the Bengals. I like the Lions in the spot plus the three and a half. Get that hook. The Los Angeles Rams in New York to take on the Giants. I did take the Giants when they were getting 10. They are now getting 8 or 8.5. Any play here for you? No, too many injuries on that Giants side, both offensively and defensively, but too many points for me to lay with the Rams on the road. No play. Arizona and Cleveland. We talked about this one. All kinds of stuff going on. COVID, weather, injuries. I don't think you or I, either of us, have a play on this one. No, check the inactive reports. A lot of injuries for We know about the Cardinals. A lot of injuries for the Browns, especially up front at the tackle position as well as the center position. No play for me as of yet. I think it's the same thing with Las Vegas at Denver. Denver uh, laying four points to Las Vegas. I don't think you and I are involved in this one either. No, where's the, the Raiders' psyche coming into this game? Are they fired up or are they completely confused? I don't know. I'm not going to bet on that end game for me only. All right, and uh, we will wrap this up with uh, the the Sunday night game, the Seattle Seahawks and Pittsburgh Steelers. I know you're rooting for Pittsburgh. You've got them in Circa Survivor. I've got Seattle on a teaser plus 11. Sorry we couldn't get to everyone, but hey, listen to the entire show. We covered it thoroughly. Week six in the NFL. Have a great week, James. Cash all your tickets, and we'll do it again here soon on the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 